0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, back with another episode here in The Truth, joined once again by AJ Ponciano. AJ, how are you doing here today?
1: I'm doing great now. I mean, we're going another series right now. We're doing NFL, moving on to a new season, and it should be fun.
0: Yeah, so this is the first episode of our 32 Teams in 32 Days series. This is the third year that I've done it on my podcast, one of the most anticipated series throughout the entire season, as this podcast is mainly football-related, fantasy football, NFL. We've transitioned over to more MLB podcasts, and we're going to be also doing some NBA podcasts. So getting a, a wide variety of things, but the podcast basis has been on football and fantasy football. Starting off with this series, we are excited to get back into football talk. Training camps have opened up for a lot of teams, so we're right around that same area as we're getting uh, more anticipated for not only the fantasy football season, but the NFL season as a whole. We are recording this podcast about 10 days until the first episode is dropped. We are going to be recording these podcasts mainly in bulk, so they are going to be a bit ahead of schedule to, you know, better prepare you guys as well. But if there are major developments, we can always add those in there if the podcast is already out. So there is no worry with that. But if you guys are new to the 32 teams in 32 days series, it's basically our team by team breakdown for each team in the NFL. We'll go over a division at once and then we'll, you know, back and forth divisions. And then by the end of the 32, the 32 days, we will have all teams covered, which is the basis of the series. It's a new team each day. Inside of each individual team series, we'll first go over our three key players, give you maybe a reason why we think they're going to be a key player for their success, go over past stats, news, all that stuff. Then we'll go over our bust, our breakout player, sleeper player, which I believe are all new to the series, our team MVP, which is also new, and then we'll go over two key draft picks as well as two key free agent signings. The draft picks and free agent signings could help the team this year or down the line. Three keys to success, and then our division record plus uh, prediction on whether to stand in the division. So it should be a fun and entertaining series. Sure, it is focused on the NFL team as a whole, but there can also be some fantasy football purposes as well. Uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and kick it away. Who is your first key player for the Patriots this season?
1: First key player I have is Matthew Judon, uh, probably the best put, uh, defensive player on the team. Uh, last year didn't have as productive a year as some might, uh, or someone would, Expect from him, but he had a pretty underrated season, having 15 and a half sacks, two forced fumbles and played in all 17 games. So I think he's just a key mark uh, in the linebacker room there for the Patriots. And I think that's a direction that they're trying to go back to. Uh, it's more defensive oriented with Bill Belichick being there. I mean, he's famously known for having such good defenses in the past.
0: Yeah, so the Patriots are a team that not necessarily relies solely on their quarterback. They're obviously a defensive-minded team, running the football, tight ends, offense linemen, all that stuff. My first key player this year is definitely going to be Ramondre Stevenson. Um, Like I said, with the running game, the Patriots do want to have a heavy emphasis on it. Mac Jones does play better when his run is established. And Ramondre Stevenson entering his third season in the league, had 210 carries for 1,040 yards and five touchdowns. Um, so he's had a pretty good season running the football. The last or the the two years that he's been with Patriots he's had a deal with Damian Harris as well, even though he's been dealing with some injuries split time there. Damian Harris is no longer on the Patriots. The second running back for the Patriots is Pierce Strong Jr., um, who obviously doesn't have very much playing time. Now, could he get a healthy balance? Sure, but they are gonna rely heavily on Ramondre Stevenson to get the Patriots going and potentially with a new and improved line for the Patriots or a little bit more of a veteran line. Um, you might be able to see more production from uh, Ramondre, and like I said, I think having the running game established not only is going to help Ramondre Stevenson, but it's also going to help Mac Jones uh, be, feel more comfortable in the pocket and and be able to either dump it off to Ramondre or any of the other running backs as well as the wide receivers that they have there on the team. Uh, your second key player.
1: My second second key player I have is Mac Jones, and I think that's really what this team's going to uh, end up relying on is going to be the QB play. Is it going to be Mac Jones? Is it going to be Bailey Zappi? I mean, who knows? Mac Jones uh, played fourteen games last year before going down with injury. Uh, I believe Mac Jones may take should take the next step, but honestly, who knows at this point? Uh, very high interception touchdown ratio, not the best there. Uh, with thirty six career touchdowns to twenty four career interceptions, and he hasn't really made any improvements in where he where people like where the team is around him where he, he's going to be able to do better. I don't think the team is at that position where he's going to be able to thrive like how he did at Alabama. So uh, he's going to be a key player if he stays healthy and he's able to take that next step.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with Mac Jones too. At the end of the day, like your quarterback's got to be somewhat of a viable player and Mac Jones definitely needs to step up to the plate. The first two seasons haven't been great. There was a lot of question marks going into the draft. A lot of people expected Mac Jones to, maybe flourish under a Belichick quarterback system as they had Tom Brady for so many years and tried the Cam Newton experiment, but I've been with Mac Jones ever since. You know, around a 66 completion percentage isn't terrible. He had 3,800 yards his first year, only three yards shy of 3,000 last year. But again, the big thing is the touchdowns and interception rate. 14 touchdowns to 11 interceptions last year. 22 to 13 his first year and a rating consistently at 89 you know for Mac Jones he's not really asked to do much he's just asked to do the simple things as far as giving maybe quick check downs um, short passes you know third and shorts third and longs making um, the plays that he needs to do there now, at the same time too his wide receiver room hasn't been necessarily superb I mean there's a guy that's kind of had successes and he did get an acquisition that we'll talk about a little bit later that could potentially help. And Whatever, but at the end of the day, too, Mac Jones, he's not a mobile quarterback. He's not going to be running for, you know, um, big plays that you'd necessarily see a guy like a quarterback do at the position, especially in today's day and age. Um, So he hasn't been able to do that. But for the Patriots and the offensive success, he's going to need to have more success with that and being able to play, um, you know, a, a bigger prototypical offensive game for the Patriots this season. And then your final key player.
1: My final key player was their first-round draft pick this last year, Christian Gonzalez. Uh, I think he's going to be a get, big game-changer. Uh, he was a pretty uh, good ball hawk when he was in Oregon. Uh, overall, I think have a pretty good year. Uh, overall, I think that the defensive side of the ball needs some help, and they definitely went over that uh, this year in the draft. They would after all, defensive guys, I think Gonzalez is probably going to be one of the young guys that they're going to have to rely on, especially on the outside.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and go with a different defensive player, and it's going to be Jabril Peppers. Now, I mean, an interesting kind of, not necessarily career Jabril Peppers has had, but from where he started at Michigan and the success that he had there, not only was he a great defensive player, but he was doing it on the special team side. He was able to do it there. And then obviously playing the safety position has been huge for him, too. You know, for Jabiru Peppers and that secondary, I do want to see a bit more success. I mean, they got guys like Kyle Duggar. You mentioned Christian Gonzalez, Jonathan Jones. Um, Jabiru Peppers, I think this is going to be around the time where he really develops into, you know, high-end player for the New England Patriots. And, you know, he's at the 27 age, especially as a secondary. This is around the time where maybe his prime is coming up or been there. Last year, 60 tackles, 25 assists, uh, obviously no sacks. Has only gotten no more than one interception. It was his first four years, first first year as a Patriot. I mean, you have to be pleased, but you would like to see a little bit more. And I do think over a period of time that he will be a guy that is going to be established. But for the New England Patriots and the Bill Belichick defense, obviously a very good defense as a whole, very good coach. I do expect a big production year from Jabril Peppers, and um, maybe that's going to be something down the line that does help. Uh, you know, as as time goes on.
1: What about your bust? One bust I have is Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't believe he's a a true number one wide receiver. And coming to a situation where he's going to be heavily relied on in this offense to be that number one, I don't think that helps. I think it was also a downgrade from going from Jacoby Myers to Juju or at least a push uh, at the best. I don't think Juju's going to have really the year that he's – if, or if people are potentially be expecting him to do just because of the, going into a new system. Uh, how hard this division is, especially defensively, uh, I think Juju just isn't going to have the best of his the best year of his career.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and go with Mike Geseki. A lot of people maybe didn't know that Mike Geseki is on the Patriots right now. Obviously, the or the backup tight end, four hundred Henry, Mike Geseki. I mean, he kind of started his career, um, you know, in 2019, 2020 as a good fantasy tight end getting anywhere from 50 catches to 600 yards five six touchdowns last year's touchdowns were up at five a tie tie for second in his career high but only 32 receptions for 362 yards and those are both career lows compared to his rookie campaign coming over to new england i do like how the new england patriots with a two tight end system that they're trying to run have a guy like hunter henry and gaseki who can both be beneficial on the running game as well as the pass catching game but as far as production from Mac Jones, I'm not too sure how his production is going to be. And I do think that it is, if he is going to find options, especially in the tight end game, it is going to be Hunter Henry. I do see Gusecki being a low reception, high t- tight end caliber player, though. So he's going to be one of those guys that maybe gets two touchdowns one game and only has like two games or three games where he scores a touchdown. But it's a maybe a two, three touchdown game. So you might have to play Russian roulette. I do think though that Kiseki does have a lot of talent. He's only twenty seven years old. Maybe he's using this opportunity to stay in the division to have more of success as far as not necessarily rebooting his career, but getting his career back on track. I do think though, over a period of time, he can be a reliable player. But I think it'll be a little bit too late and towards the end of the season. So I would be one of those guys that you know, if you need a tight end just to hold on to. Maybe potential, and if Hunter Henry does go down for some reason, Gusecki can step up to the plate and be a very reliable option. But as far as overall season, I don't think he's going to necessarily have as big of a season as maybe some are expecting, or even the Patriots for that matter. A breakout player.
1: Breakout player I have is Jabril uh, Jabril Peppers. Uh, I think that he's been very much overlooked, uh, especially later into his career. Not too much later, but he's going into year seven i want to say now and he's got he's got he's gotten some recognition from early on being in cleveland and in new york he had a really good year his first year there in 2019 uh but last year in 17 games he only started five of them uh no interceptions uh no forced fumbles didn't have a lot of stats and i feel like he's going to be a guy on this defense that he's going to just force a lot of uh fumbles like coming up from the safety spot he's Forces fumbles most of his career. He's such a hard hitter, and this defense is something that they're going to need to have. The team's defense is going to need to step up, and I think he's going to be a big part of that.
0: I'm gonna go with a really big uh, bit of a wild card. It's gonna be Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver. You know, entering his second season last year, 22 receptions, 247 yards, and two touchdowns. For a rookie campaign, I think you got to be somewhat pleased. I mean, he is a second-round draft pick out of Baylor. I mean, obviously, you know the high-powered offenses that not only Baylor has, but the Big 12 typically has year in and year out. This is a guy that not only is going to be a deep ball threat, but a low ball threat opportunity as well. I do think that the Patriots are going to tr- try to expand their offense a little bit. I mean, they tried kind of the run on first, second, even maybe third down, throw the ball four yards. It hasn't necessarily worked. Mac Jones has the arm talent to throw the ball deep. And if you're looking for a guy to be a deep ball threat, it's going to be Tyquan Thornton. He also brought up a good point, too, about Juju. How do we establish him as a number one receiver? Is he a number one receiver or not? And if he's not, I think there's going to be more opportunity for Tyquan Thornton. On top of that, Juju is going to get a lot of attention from cornerbacks because he's really the only qualified wide receiver on that roster. I guess you can make the, I, I, I guess, with Devontae Parker as well. But nonetheless, Tyquan Thornton is going to have a great opportunity to um, go up against maybe some easier matchups per se and, and be a high-ball threat opportunity. I expect his numbers to jump up significantly. He can be a guy that gets 50, 60 receptions, 500, 600 yards, and four or five more touchdowns as well. So we'll see what happens down the line, but I do think this is a guy that's definitely going to break out into the scene for the Patriots offense this season. And moving forward, if Mac Jones and Tyquan Thorne are able to establish a connection, it could be a very good opportunity for the Patriots offense to continue to thrive and flourish excuse me, down the line.
1: Uh, your sleeper player. My sleeper player is going to be Sean Wade. Uh, he's going into his third year out of the Ohio State. Uh, originally, he only played six games so far in his career, three in 2021, three in 2022. And I think he's going to get the opportunity this year to really play. In uh, the time that he did play in the six games, none of them were starts. That so He just came, he came in as a backup. Uh, and I just think he's Super talented. His college tape was solid. Uh, he was a fifth-round draft pick, and I think that he is going to be someone who's going to be able to get some playing time this year, potentially in the slot or outside, because he is 6'1", on the, a little bit on the taller side, four quarterbacks.
0: I'm going to go with the guy in Josh Ucci, a linebacker, again, out of Michigan, another second-round choice out uh, in the 2020 draft class. He really broke out in the scene last year. I think he was maybe arguably the breakout player for the Patriots last season. His first two seasons had a combined four sacks, one in his first year and three in uh, in 2021. Last year jumped up to 11.5 sacks. The difference from three to 11.5 sacks, especially for a guy that's only 24 years old, I don't think he necessarily got the recognition that he deserved. I mean, a lot of people weren't necessarily talking about him as a player. He's definitely a guy that I do believe down the line is going to be able to have a lot of success and a lot of opportunity. Again, this is a very heavily focused defensive team and organization, so I do think he is going to continue to have some of those same numbers. He is going to get more tackles as well at the linebacker position, but, yeah, the way that Belichick was using him and utilizing him to get to the pass passer um, throughout the season is going to be huge, especially in a division where you have a lot of great passers, Tua, uh, Tua potentially, uh, Josh Allen as well. So be able, curious to see what kind of performance he's going to be able to have, but I do think it's going to be good, and we'll see – down the line, how much of an impact he really does make for the Patriots' defense, and then your team MVP.
1: My team MVP. I'm going to go to the defensive side and Matt Judon. Uh, last year, the 15 and a half sacks was a career high, coming off of his previous career high of 12 and a half off of New England. Now, do I think he's going to get 15 and a half again, or potentially go further? There's a chance, but uh, I don't see that particularly happening. I can see him sitting right around that 14 to 15 mark. Uh, and also last year, he finished ninth in Defensive Player of the Year uh, in voting. So I, I think he's going to be able to keep on succeeding with this, especially if some more u- new, younger talent coming to the defense. There still will be a lot of tension on him because he's going to be uh, probably the best defensive player on the field between him and Christian Gonzalez. But I think that he's going to just keep on racking up those numbers, and he's going to really help this team.
0: My team MVP is going to be Ramondre Stevenson. I had touched base on it previously. I think he's going to have tremendous success this season, especially with the running back room not being established at all. A lot of young guys there on that side. I do think he's going to be a guy that makes a tremendous impact from week one and um, really helps the uh, Patriots offense have somewhat of value and really gets Mac Jones comfortable and sets up a lot of those big-time wide receivers to have offensive production. Okay, moving on to two key draft picks. What was your first key draft pick in this year's draft class for the
1: Patriots? The first player I have is Christian Gonzalez. I mentioned him in my uh, three key players. Uh, he was the first round draft pick, number 17 overall. And he, like I mentioned in Oregon, he was a ball hockey. He did get a decent amount of picks while he was there, especially in that last uh, that last year being there. Uh, I think he's going to be – the second or first best defensive player on the team and there's going to be a lot of weight on his shoulders and I think the defense really needed help but so that was a great pick in my opinion for them.
0: Yeah I thought uh, I'm also going to go with their first round selection Christian Gonzalez cornerback out of Oregon. He was a guy that uh, was highly touted as one of the better cornerbacks in this year's draft class. I thought overall um, as far as uh, his matureness and all that stuff he fits great into the Patriots organization. He's going to be a cornerback that's really going to help the Patriots down the line now they got a secondary with guys like kyle uh, duggar and then obviously as you mentioned christian gonzalez is an absolute ball hawk very athletic he's kind of a prototypical cornerback in today's nfl and i do believe he's going to have a good career and just the coaching that he's going to get from belichick is definitely going to propel him uh to the next level there so i do think that uh yeah that was definitely a good selection i also think too that it kind of was one of those guys that they were going to try to get and they were hoping that it would kind of slide them there at 17 and, and they did so Ah, uh, good, good pick there for the Patriots. What about your second selection?
1: For my second pick, I'm going to go to their second round pick, uh, Keon White, uh, out of Georgia Tech. Originally went to Old Dominion. Uh, he played five years of college football, uh, Had the COVID year, uh, so had that extra year of eligibility. But in his senior year, uh, he had seven and a half sacks, uh, 14 tackles for loss, 54 total tackles, uh, only one pass deflection, no forced fumbles or picks uh being on the line but he's such he's such a unique athlete he's super quick and strong off the edge and he's going to be on the other side of of judon potentially get moved back into a little bit of that hybrid role be able to rush passer but also can drop still drop back and do a little bit of coverage i'm
0: gonna go with their fourth round selection selection, and jake andrews center from troy No, sadly, he is not related to David Andrews. But he did say that he did idolize him, so now being able to work with him at the center position is going to be huge. Obviously, David Andrews feels like he's been with the Patriots forever, um, and he's also been one of those guys that's been a veteran center there at 31 years old from Georgia. It's going to be a nice kind of connection there. I'm not necessarily sure his impact this year. One thing I do like about Jake Andrews is the fact that he can also play the guard position too. Right now their guards are Mike Onwenu and Cole Strange, obviously the infamous, infamous first-round selection uh, not too long ago. But in the grand scheme of things, I think Jake Andrews is going to be a center that could potentially be the center for the future for the Patriots. Um, he did, uh, David Andrews did miss some time last season, so maybe he does fill into a good role. But he does fill that prototypical center role for the Patriots. He's a great run blocker. Can produce some at the passing uh, protection as well, but a great run blocker is going to be huge if he is able to get filtered in the mix this season, but he's going to learn a lot from David Andrews. And whenever his time's up, he can slide in that center position or he can potentially move into that right guard position or even left guard position. There's always seems to be injuries on the offensive line, so except, expect some playing time. Maybe not tremendous playing time from the get-go, but a great uh, grab there in the, in the fourth round. Um, kind of a steal, I guess you could say, for the Patriots. And then your first free agent.
1: My first free agent, I did have him as my bust, but still Juju Smith-Schuster. Just give him another wide receiver, or at least uh, quote-unquote number one wide receiver. This team, after losing Jacoby Myers, was very desperate to have another wide receiver that wasn't Devontae Parker being their number one. So in the grand scheme of things, Juju was a good pickup. I just don't think he's going to be super productive, but he was the right move and the right guy to sign for this team.
0: Yeah, I think the same thing can be applied there with Juju. I mean, he's only 26 years old, so a lot of opportunity for him to grow down the line. I do think that in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be good for them to have that kind of success with Juju, and maybe he can develop into one of those um, wide receivers that is you know, wide receiver one. He was on Kansas City, obviously, when he got his career started with Pittsburgh, became a TikTok sensation and was the... Big dancer for the, uh, not the Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers early on in his career. Kansas City, I didn't necessarily feel like he made a tremendous impact. Um, so, I'd be curious to see kind of the adjustment he makes there in New England. But again, he's got a great opportunity to um, have success from the get-go and be a guy that he is, uh, be a guy that is established. We kind of thought maybe a similar thing would happen with uh, with Juju in Kansas City with losing Tyreek Hill, uh, but for some reason. It just didn't necessarily work out maybe to a lot of people's standards, and um, we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. But I do think it was a good signing nonetheless. And, I mean, you can't necessarily go wrong. Maybe just his production isn't as top tier as it was supposed to be. And then your second free agent signing.
1: The second free agent signing I have is uh, Calvin Anderson, a tackle originally with Denver. He's about to be 27 years old, and I think it just gives him good – offensive line help uh, and also just depth even if he doesn't start for them Uh, and this team with with building up their defense again they also need to build their offensive line Seems like the quarterbacks uh, who did play in these last couple years uh, Mac Jones and Zapley for the majority of it were under a lot of pressure overall so I just think any offensive line help like Calvin Anderson was is a good pickup for them.
0: Yeah, so originally my free agent signing was James Robinson because he was a free agent from the Jets. He signed a two-year, $4 million deal with the Patriots, and then he got released, now he's on the Giants. Um, interesting to see kind of there, especially with the Patriots maybe needing some help, not necessarily help at running back, but filtering a two-running back system with Damian Harris and Ramondre, and now that Damian Harris isn't there. I'm going to go ahead and go with the tackle, too, but I'm going to go ahead and go with a different tackle and Riley Reif um, from Chicago previously. I know a lot more about Riley Reef because he spent – a, a great period of time in Minnesota. But uh, Riley Reif, uh is a guy that, again, is going to be a good tackle on the edge. He's His run blocking has kind of subsided, especially as his later stages with the Vikings are concerned, but his pass protection is huge, and I think at the tackle position, having good pass protection, especially on the end there, so as long as you pair him aside to a guy like Hunter Henry, for example, is going to provide some more protection for the quarterback, as well as the running back, too. Not a terrible run blocker, but definitely more known for his pass blocking ability, and he's been able to block for a quarterback like Justin Fields, which is very difficult, especially for a guy that's 34 years old. He is going to be able to mentor a lot of young offensive linemen too, um, so I think it's a good veteran move there um, for the Patriots. And uh, your three keys to
1: success. So for my first key, I just, I just put down QB play, uh, mainly in the sense of is Mac Jones going to take the next step, and if he is, uh, that's going to be great for the team, obviously, but... Uh, What if he doesn't take the next step? Are they going to go to Bailey Zappi? Are they just going to let him play it out? Are they going to give him time to mature, give him that extra year potentially? Uh, My second one is can the defense get back to its glory days? Uh, I mean, this team is known to be a defensive team. Uh, Overall, yes, they had Tom Brady for the entire time, but the defensive side definitely helped out Brady uh, a lot, especially Belichick being the mastermind behind that. And my third one was wide receiver play in the sense of Juju, Devontae, Parker. Uh, Who's going to step up? Uh, Is Juju going to step up? Is Parker going to have a career year? Or is there going to be someone like the wide receiver you mentioned, Thornton? Is he going to be that guy who's going to come out of nowhere and become the star wide receiver for the team?
0: Yeah, so my first key to success is definitely going to be a good Belichick defense. At the end of the day, the reasons that the Patriots have success is because of the defense. I credit almost all, not necessarily almost all, success, but most of the success for their six Super Bowls, of Tom Brady to Belichick's defense, because you need a good defense in the NFL. Defense wins championships. Having a good Belichick defense, especially with your philosophy on the offensive side, is going to be huge. Being able to get a lot of these younger guys that they do have to have success is also going to be huge. So having a good Belichick defense will provide the offense with good opportunity. Switching gears to the offensive side of things, um, I also said filter the running backs into two tight end systems. Patriots have openly said they want to use a two-tight end system. They're a very old-school, offensive-minded team. Bill Belichick's been in the league now forever. He's going to want to run the football a lot and utilize those two tight ends as far as run blocking and pass catching. So utilize that system. Sure, you got wide receivers like Juju, Devontae Parker, and even Tyquan Thornton, but using the two-tight end system I think is going to be huge. And then my final key to success is Mac Jones. Just throw the ball when he needs to. He's not going to be a guy that's a Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen that's going to throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. I mean, he can, but he doesn't necessarily need to. He only needs to throw the ball on third and longs, third and shorts, quick completions. Sure, deep ball down the line too. He just needs to do his job. He's able to do the job. The Patriots offense is going to be um, very solid. And then uh, your divisional prediction.
1: Uh, For my divisional prediction, I have him finishing fourth. This division is super strong, especially the Jets now. Uh, when getting the weapons that they did, like Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Dolphins that showed, showed off their offense and even their defense side how well they are. And then the Buffalo Bills being there is just super tough in this division. I don't think the Patriots are quite there yet to be able to lead this division or compete to uh, win the division in any type of way quite yet. So I haven't finished for.
0: Yeah, I've been finishing fourth, like a 6-11 and 11 record. I don't think they're necessarily terrible, but you brought up a good point. I mean, the division that they're in, it's going to be very difficult to have success from the get-go. And that's maybe something that does scare a lot of people. I mean, obviously you got the Dolphins that's very good, Bill's team that's very good, and the Jets team that's got Aaron Rodgers now. So I don't think they necessarily have a bad year. they got a lot of tools to be successful, but... The biggest thing is a lot of these high-powered offenses that they're going to be facing is going to be a lot of strain on the defense, especially when your offense isn't performing to the uh, best of needs. So I do believe this year they're going to finish fourth, but that doesn't mean they're going to be um, necessarily terrible. I think they're heading in the right step forward. But this year and next year is really going to be big for figuring out the future, potentially, of Mac Jones, especially where it seems like quarterbacks are at a premium and a lot of new quarterbacks or good quarterbacks are coming in this year's draft class as well. Um, like guys like Caleb Williams, and for that matter. So what are we going to see the Patriots do? Maybe this year is not necessarily a a, a victorious season, but it it opens up a lot of clarity for Belichick and his his staff moving forward. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. the first episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days. I hope you guys, like I said, did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. Tomorrow's show, we will continue on with the AFC East Division and cover an interesting Miami Dolphins team. So I hope you guys do enjoy that. And like I said, big thank you to AJ Ponciano for joining on, this, on today's show. And we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Take care and good night.